Yeah, people are so tender. They have been through so much. They have just been through so much. Yeah, we're sort of starting to just barely deal with this idea of our collective trauma in all the in all the many places we've had trauma and we're just starting to get up our I mean, there's been people that have been for more forward in this discussion. Um, but the larger group is just starting to realize like, oh, we've had, you know, all kinds of abuse or all kinds of addictions or all kinds of trauma or racism or sexism or genderism or all like we're just starting to look at like what were we living in and and why are we still doing those rules when we don't have to anymore we can just say no to that Can't Beat the Uncensored podcast, season three, episode 29, part one with my guest, Sarah Weissman, visionary teacher of spiritual intuition, founder of Intuition University, has taught hundreds and thousands of students worldwide, has created award-winning courses and trainings, and is an award-winning author, and has written over 16 books has a blog, hosts a podcast, and many more things. I um, have found that this is like a dream come true, talking with Sarah. We had such an incredible conversation that I'm so excited for you to hear. As we sit down and talk about the why Sarah's path led to who she's become and the collective consciousness of one, Oneness is everything and who we are here to be. I cannot wait for you to grab that cannoli and that coffee and take a listen. Here we go. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Welcome. Hi. There. Hi. Hi there. Thanks nice to see common. you. Oh, it's you good bet. to have you. I feel yeah. like, you know what this feels like? It feels like an excited first date. <laughs> first date okay i haven't done those for a long time so we'll nor see I. and uh, nor have i and why i say that is because i'm just so excited to have you here because i just adore you and yeah. i know that this is a special opportunity for us to be together so that's why i say that thank you that's nice of you well i'm happy to be here so good <laughs> you're welcome and i want to just kick off i've already done an intro about you okay. so i just wanted to share but sarah weissman thank you so much and welcome to the camp beat the uncensored podcast where i'm looking forward to like hanging out around the campfire with you and just having a a girl chat so to speak yeah. <laughs> um and i wanted to say that I met you in 2019, in spring 2019, maybe summer. And I think it was because your information popped up on social media at Intuition mm -hmm. University. Mm -hmm. And it was kismet for me mm -hmm. because I literally had just been like, where is my intuition? God bless it. I need <laughs> to get in touch with her. <laughs> and then your 
program, your unit of tuition university popped up and I went, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to, I'm just going to follow this guide. And it wasn't, it was so out of character for me to do that. It was like blind faith. Interesting. Truly blind faith. And the fact that you popped up when you did, because I literally was like throwing my stuff in the car from a job I had just wrapped after being on a project for three years. And it culminated at the very end to be, sadly, this very toxic environment that I was just like, oh, my God, get me away from these people. Hence, where is my intuition? Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. knew where it was. And my intuition was to get the heck away. And literally, the Virgo throwing her stuff in the car, which the Virgo never does, throwing my stuff in the car get away as fast as you can and mm -hmm. I remember it like it was not yesterday but I remember it I actually remember some of this car stuff now that you're mentioning this I remember some of this though that was wasn't a lifetime ago but it we have all been collectively through like so much since 2019 2016 wherever you start to count it from it's been a lot these last it's been a lot yeah. And I think it's, it was a gift to actually have these last four years traveling on this journey with you and all the beautiful people that you collect under your wings and do this life path journey, not together individually, but come together yeah. and have these conversations that many people don't get to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I think, you know, yeah. really yeah, grow from. You're right. You know, um, I think I started the Intuition University back in maybe 2012. So quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. And that was just with the like six people. And I didn't expect I didn't expect it would grow like it has. But also I didn't expect that my own experience would be like you just said, people are having their own explorations of their lives and their selves and i didn't understand i was going to get to 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 witness that at the level i did and i'm kind of in awe of everyone i'm just like wow people are doing their work they're you know very brave they're very tender all the ways that people are i didn't expect to see it at that level so up close and personal which has been really an honor that's been pretty well cool. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, like you said, you know, you started out with a small group and it's turned into, you know, these courses of action, I say, yeah. of, you know, learning these tools and learning, you know, I mean, for me, I literally just wanted to find, you know, just align with people who I could have this talk with because I've been talking this talk for a long time. But who do you talk this talk with? Right. And it kind of kind of comes and goes, those kind of sources and vessels and sources of light and people. And consistently speaking, you've been and your group, your intuition university programs have allowed for people to keep coming back and grow and expand and really find not only their way but ways of interacting with others who have these voices and these visions and and yeah. it takes courage yeah. 
to when we've had these conversations in class where it takes courage to like step out of this comfort zone and to say, hey, you owe you too, mm-hmm. owe me too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you shared, you know, now that we're coming into this, have come into this age of Aquarius, which is kind of funny to me because I think of myself as a little girl sitting on the edge of my seat, watching theater, being mm-hmm. a part of like seeing hair for the first original mm-hmm. production <laughs> and, you know, and being like the age of Aquarius and so excited when they came out under the tarp nude. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been more than five or six. Like, really? But that yeah. makes sense for a little Felicia. Yeah, yeah. My, my parents had the cassette tape. I think we were living in Switzerland at the time. And so I had like three cassette tapes, you know, in, in English that were kind of modern. And that was one of them. They had gone to London to see it live on stage with the nudity. And um, I just had that tape. I was so little. And, and yet I played it over and over and over. What is this? The age of Aquarius, the dawning of and here we are here we are now (laughs) you know what's so amazing about that to me like just what came up for me was like planting those seeds that manifested into the here we are and that's everything we talk about in our Mm -hmm. empathic intuitive energy work is the how you manifest how you align how you plant those seeds and how fascinating that we and I love and listen, I don't, I don't, I could never explain my sense of connection with you other than the obvious what we were just were talking about. But to me, it felt, I don't know why I say deeper, because that's all I can, that's just the word that comes to me. I just feel a special sweet connection that I just, I love that I get to have with you, even though we don't have any more conversations than than we have as a collective in these groups. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I share it with you because even that moment right now, a lot of people, I couldn't have that. I wouldn't have had that conversation with. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's what I mean. So there's an opening to parts of things that aren't normally discussed in society even though society's opening up so much more than it had been yeah 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 to that point when you so like you you hear you've been on this path for some time but i want to first off go back to little sarah for a quick second because Mm -hmm. i want to know what was little sarah like three, seven, where was she at that mm. time? And what was she thinking? And did did it have any revelation to, besides mm-hmm. our hair experience that we just shared, yeah. to who you've become today? Yeah, thank you. Um, well, today is the anniversary of my father's passing. So that's interesting that we're doing that today. And what immediately comes up is he... Um, he had this game that we would play when I was like three or four. And at that time we had newspapers. And so he would put this, I don't know where, you know, all these things came from, but there was this giant feather that we had maybe from Halloween costume or something. And so he would put the feather in the, or I would put the feather in the newspaper and he would fold it up. And then unbeknownst to me, he would, you know, like let the feather drop into his lap or something. But I was just like, so looking at the newspaper and then magically it would appear like in the bookshelf or from my ear. It was just so great. And, and, um, 
you know, I, I never caught on that this was a magic trick. I just believe yeah. it's, it's magic, you know, that this yeah. was like total believer from, from the young age. And I remember seeing um, the flecks of dust in the air and really understanding like right away, like the energetic connection of everything as our particulate nature. And I was the full on fairy festival of one <laughs> as a child. Um, so the magic world was, I don't think I had any religion until maybe, the, I don't know, school age, but the magical mm -hmm. child was fully activated, the spirit connection the departed, the fairy world, nature, oh my gosh, nature, nature, nature. Um, and I was pretty, I would say I was pretty wild for a girl. I was allowed to be outside and rampaging around, you know, in the fields and so forth, perhaps more than girls were allowed, which was really useful to me. Yeah. So, yeah, because you got yeah. to explore and create mm -hmm. and and I also relate to that because I grew up in nature yeah I grew up in the city when suburban kind of but I grew up also spending my summers at summer camp in the middle of the mm -hmm. woods and so I got to explore and build with my hands and imagine and create and you know I I didn't I didn't realize you know like I'm sitting and listening to you it's like uh, the first thing that comes to my mind and question I wanted to ask was if and when did that magic ever get interrupted by life experiences? Mm. And do you remember when that occurred, when that magical moment kind of went, oh, shoot, here's life in reality? Yeah. Um, I was pretty magical up until about 12, 14, until that adolescent time. Mm -hmm. um i think i think there was that first early magical stage and then and then religion sort of came into it um i had a grandfather who wasn't very very good person at all but he he would take me from church to church to church like these small country churches used to be like protestant presbyterian that kind of uh mainstreamish Christian sort yeah. of, I guess I would call it at the time, but we would go to these tiny country churches. So like one time we'd go to, I don't remember the details. One time we'd go to Lutheran and they'd have the communion with grape juice. Then the next time we'd go to Presbyterian and the communion was wine. And the next time we'd go to this one and they would only have crackers or, you know, so, so I was exposed to a lot of an ongoing sequence of different churches. And then I went to Catholic school at a, um, a deep, deeply mystical convent in Seattle, which blew my mind in terms of the mysticism. And it was like a very old, old building, um, ancient chapel. Like it was just steeped in these nuns. And so that there was that. So those, the magic and the religion came and they kind of melded and then i suppose adolescence hit and what was it the disco era <laughs> i don't even know what's going on then but then everything changed to 
you know, the other, the other, the more worldly parts of the world. So I was kind of innocent for a long time. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because that is the time. I always say this is one that's actually at the age that girls should, in my humble opinion, should go to all-girls schools yeah. because of hormones and because you get lost in the, the oh, thing yeah. that deters you and keeps gets you off your path and your purity and your clarity. Yeah. And why I think education-wise, that's where that should go. Not because I did it, but that's what I recognize yeah. from observing a lot of young girls. You need that protection. You need that protection from, you need more protection longer than we're given. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so from that point forward, you know, as, as you were advancing in your education, when did you recognize that this was what life moments or moments? I, I understand that you had a life moment that like really was your life moment, but I want to hear from you. What was it that had you go? I need, I need to really follow this path as a healer, as a teacher, as a, as somebody curious, what, what was that for you? Yeah, I would say that from my twenties to my early forties, I was pretty lost. And I mean, lots, it's not, you know, not just me. Like, I think those decades are hard for people. It's very confusing. And, um, so in my early 40s, I had a near-death experience that a lot of people uh, have heard about. And some people say, oh, that's not really a near-death experience. And I would like to argue anytime. So I did not see the white tunnel. I did not lie on the operating table being brought back to life, which does happen to some. But I would argue that anytime anyone has any kind of trauma, an accident, an illness, where they're faced with mortality and they have that awakening that comes from being in that place um they have a shift in their awareness so that is what happened uh and so i was on a, a plane and the plane oxygen went away and so all the masks dropped down and i was traveling with my um three children one was just a really tiny infant like three or four months old and so it was just this super traumatic, like trying to get the masks on everybody. And, um, and, but in that moment, I was just like, I've had such a full life. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. Um, I had that, the flashing of the life, like everything just came forward. I was so grateful. And I was so sad that my children weren't going to get to live to have the experiences that I'd have. And then this place of like, it sounds corny, but this is what happened. Like the golden light or the glowing light just filled the plane. And I felt that presence of God, which is what I would have called it at the time. And I, I just felt like angels were actually below the plane, like lifting us up and um it was just such a complete certainty of feeling like we were gonna die and then suddenly we weren't and and after i got out of the plane it's so interesting so my dad was in the process of passing at not not passing but he was about to pass in a couple weeks so i was going to visit him yeah. and so i got off the plane um went to see my parents they're like how was the flight oh great you know <laughs> just like totally not 
not wanting to bother them at all, but I was just in this daze of like, what happened? What happened? And then um, really soon after that, going processing with my father, right, you know, in the time, the hours before his death, being with him, and that added to my awakening. And then just being in a daze. And then uh, shortly after that, all of my psychic stuff just started to pop open, like all the magic from childhood, all the spirit connection. It's like it had been forgotten or buried or repressed or I don't know, but it just like popcorn, just like here's more, here's more. And it just all came forward. And um, I would say it was a pretty confusing time like because all this confusion over what happened on the plane and then the loss of my father and then all of this awakening opening and it was, it was just like a it was just like one of those big transitions of life where you don't really know what's happening and and you don't know where you're going but you know that something big's occurring something big is occurring chills <laughs> big chills so, yeah so and I would add that I don't think people have to have any of these experiences to open their intuition. I, I think that's just mm. how, what happened to me. Like, that's how it, I almost feel like if I hadn't had that big jolting experience, I would have just kept repressing and kept ignoring and kept mm -hmm. pushing it away. It's like, I was pretty stubborn and the universe is like, we need, we need the big scissors for this one, or, you know, we need the big shovel for this one. Right. Because of my stubbornness. Yeah. Well, curious in in knowing in your share, do you think with this series of events, do you think after being on the plane with the kids and having this moment of thinking you're going to die and then knowing you're not going to, and um, and then of course the path of your father and your father's passing. And then all this stuff starts after the fog, so to speak, as in my words, then the clarity and all the magic starts happening. Do you think your father was a vessel and a source of saying, Sarah, I mm. love you. I know who you are. Be it. I'm here for you. So I'm your guided angel. You know, it's funny because um, I actually felt that my father's passing freed me to go into this work because it was not something that he would have understood or accepted. I never thought of it that way. Thank you for that. Maybe that's a message from him today. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely his, his leaving gave me room to step forward in this work, whereas I couldn't. I really felt that. And I feel that because it's what I, I parallel so so in your sharing, and the reason why I do this podcast is because, you know, people have always told me, oh, you got to write the books because nobody's going to believe that you've gone through all these life evolutions. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, as I think I've shared with you, I wanted to do this podcast probably, I lost track of time, let's say nine years ago, roughly, mm -hmm. whereas now we've been doing it for like a year and a half, give or take. And... You know, my reason for it was so I could, you know, take my life experiences and other people's life experiences and we could have this chat around the campfire. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, as you know, currently I've gone through ovarian cancer. And as you were talking about, no, it doesn't have to be a life situation, but could be. And I've 
definitely, and you know this from our recent course um, that we just we wrapped a little bit ago, that um, yeah, there's definitely been this feeling. There's definitely been this like, okay, I know I've been saying I've been trying to figure this out. You know this one on one and talking to me. You know this in group talking with me. And how does this play and all of that? Um, I just had another podcast with somebody who also had a life-threatening cancer who came through it and is now affected powerfully, like, you know, a quarter of a million people and all the kind of conversations we had parallel. And when when this feeling came about your father, it reminded me of when my mother passed two weeks before the pandemic shut the country down. Mm. And my mother always believing in there's so much more for me and, you know, hating what I do. And it's a strong word, but, and I don't normally use that word, but really just being like, you know, you're too smart for this, sweetie, you, you know, enough with the, the, uh, the bullshit individuals who are entitled unnecessarily and all mm-hmm. the things. And mm-hmm. she was very smart and very intuitive and, you know, would have written the plan out had she, and she would have loved to have written screenplays together and all the things, just like, you know, she would have been there with the red pen, but with love, you know, and, and my writing and my speaking up and my getting out of my comfort zone and even going public on social media with regards to this most recent months, I really do feel has been my mom being like, mm. go for yeah. it, girly, yeah. go yeah. for it. Clearing you have nothing to lose. Yeah. 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 And so I think, um, you know, it's funny because like when we do the work together in our groups, uh, my guided angels that show up are one of our dogs that passed. Mm-hmm. This is always like, the, I used to call him Centerfold and his name is Nikki. He was just mm-hmm. this ravishingly gorgeous, like cross between a Rottweiler and a a few other things. He was just gorgeous. And um, he'll show up and be like, hey, mom, let's go kind of thing. And now since my mom has passed since working with you, she'll always show up too. And, um, and it's interesting, because in this fog that I'm going through since six months, six weeks, rather out of my last chemo. And interesting that there's this writer's strike going on and Mm -hmm. all the things that are forcing you to not force but to keep you from going back into the yeah yeah the den yeah. Mm-hmm. yep being blocked I, for sure yeah yeah it's definitely giving me space to go uh I can't even say yes or no I just can just say like okay I'm just gonna stay over here and heal and keep doing my work and things that make me feel good and mm-hmm. when things don't or people don't it's like I'm not participating in that. Yeah. And when I say like, I'm not participating in it, I'm not trying to come in 20 different ways of being the good little girl, Felicia. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I might try, but now maybe radio silence shows up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Doesn't it feel interesting to do this part of your life that you've been waiting to do and how natural it feels to you and how easy and how like, I'm, you know, you're really good at it. So why didn't I do this before? And like, doesn't that just feel so interesting? Like, hmm, this is, this is pretty, pretty fun and pretty natural. Yeah. It's so, 
it has i just i just said to my last guest i said that um you know this has been that source of what surges me what 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 really gives me purpose and gets me you know is my truth is my curiosity for for humans and interaction mm -hmm. and conversation and oh no i promise you two years two hours will fly by mentality and <laughs> like and you'll be like no way man i'm not sitting down for two hours and i don't mean our situation but i mean in general and people are like how did that just happen and i'm like because i believe Mm -hmm. I believe this is what we all need. Mm -hmm. And we just, I work so capable and I know how to do it. <laughs> I yeah. know how to break bread and do it with authenticity. Yeah, to, to bring out the, to have transparent conversations about things that maybe aren't discussed a lot in a way that can help people make sense of those things that are harder to put into words or harder to share. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. definitely been my strength ever since i was a little girl mm -hmm. you know i'd be like the good little girl put together but on the side i'd be like so tell me everything and i don't mean like in a gossipy sort <laughs> yeah, of way tell like me tell me come to me yeah tell yeah. me everything like i'll i'll help you you know i'll figure mm -hmm. it out but mm -hmm. i wasn't really it wasn't a manipulative thing i wasn't like tell me everything people just knew that they could yeah and yeah. then i would help guide them yeah, you can take all the elements and put that put the puzzle together in a way that makes sense. That's that's um, you know not forcing or not pushing, but just like here's the clear path. Go there. You know, let me yeah. like the way shower. Like let me just show you where you can go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it might be yeah. through form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. It might be through form of laughter. It might mm -hmm. be so direct that people like yeah. she did not just excuse me fucking say that and i'd be like mm -hmm. I, I i actually did i know i i don't mean it to be so direct mm -hmm. but it just like you know yeah. you know and um yeah never harmful because i know how i don't want to be hurt mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Definitely absolutely don't are, anybody yeah people are so tender they have been through so much they have just been through so much yeah, we're sort of starting to just barely deal with this idea of our collective trauma in all the, you know, all the many places we've had trauma and we're just starting to get up our, I mean, there's been people that have been for, more forward in this discussion, um, but the larger group is just starting to realize like, oh, we've had, you know, all kinds of abuse or all kinds of addictions or all kinds of trauma or racism or sexism or genderism or all like we're just starting to look at like what were we living in and and why are we still doing those rules when we don't have to anymore we can just say no to that well yeah. it is fascinating and with that how the, the you know it's kind of like so there the universe will test you well how committed are you to that 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 state of being are you taking that mm -hmm. stand or whatever and here we are faced in the current political times in our world mm -hmm. saying, oh, really? Hmm, well, we'll see. Let's uh, take the rights of the women away and let's uh, show right. the violence in the world. And let's, you know, do all the civic mm -hmm. global things that we're going to do. And we'll see how you stand up to that or participate in that or how passive you are or integrated you are. And 
I don't know, my observation being a kid who was raised around the awareness of all that and those discussions were had way more so than my peers were. No way in hell were my peers' families doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the cultural upbringing that I was raised in or just, you know, the, you know, the paths that people took and knowing, you know, that they were here to like create legacy or whatever their individual personal goals were called my grandparents, great grandparents Mm -hmm. and my parents. I just know that it really instilled in me like a vast foundation of interest and things Mm -hmm. that I have to talk about and keep teaching and keep integrating into conversation and how that's a layered onion and Mm -hmm. and then how does it integrate with intuition metaphysics energy Mm -hmm. science Mm -hmm. life purpose passion Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I never thought of myself as a unicorn or as a witch or mm-hmm. magical. I thought my, myself as a visionary artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the, I think the bigger ideas is always oneness and it's not just humans being one together. It's all the species and all of the life forms non-life forms you know it's it's not just about the inhabitants of earth or even you know and certainly not just the human inhabitants it's the whole shebang of oneness and then then you've got these little derivals of like say politics which is just this tiny little piece like in terms of time frame like it's just a little piece of dirt on the on the on the giant uh, explosion that is oneness and and that's just so transitory and it's kind of interesting because politics it, it, it just can't argue against oneness politics is so tiny and oneness is the answer in my opinion um so it's interesting to watch these waves of ideas go through and know how many lifetimes we've been here and how many lifetimes we're going to come around and just like wow then we're still working on this little drivel of dirt like what this is just uh (laughs) just um not something to follow and i i like to look at um like say you say say magic like you can have magic with c or you can have magic with a k which is kind of a different flavor but um magic is just or spirituality those things being the same or science it's just kind of noticing the oneness of everything and really Mm -hmm. observing it like in your Mm -hmm. day-to-day it's just noticing how everything's not only connected but really flowing in a very particular uh, manner and we can just go along with that we don't have to fight things so much or have all these opinions we can just kind of go with what is I like that yeah. idea. Of, yeah, I like that idea of I've been working on two things personally for myself. I've been working on saying whatever I think, because sometimes my ideas are a bit um, out there for, for some people or like I'm speaking in a language that not everybody knows, it seems like. And um, I'm just saying what I think. Again, as you said, with kindness, I'm not here to harm anyone as much as I can. Um, but just taking the filters off and being more direct 
-hmm. And then um, also just being with, like, I think I tend to, or others tend to be in my head a lot, all this stories spinning out. Mm -hmm. And I like to just be with what is and just notice like what's actually in motion or what's actually happening. And I find that those are both really useful right now in, in terms of all of the information we have coming in and all of our reactions. It's like, let's just, we're just gonna say what I, say what's in my mind. And I'm also gonna just notice what is and keeping it really simple. Sort of what I've well, done. I think- I think what's really interesting about that and is that, and I didn't mean to jump on the talent of your sons, but what I think is interesting about that is one, I think it's um, being direct. <laughs> it's the most honest way. I think that we can be taking care of ourselves because mm -hmm. you're speaking your mind. Yeah. And I think that in many realms, you know, people don't get to do that or that's, yeah. That, I don't want to use the term beaten out of them, but they're, you know, shunned from doing that on their environments or don't be seen, don't be heard, all the things. So I think to use and find one's voice, and I think I've shared with you, like even my voice sounds rough today and my voice has been really rough since my last chemo treatment. And having my voice personally is a big deal because through four bouts of thyroid cancer, I could have lost my voice yeah. as I've shared with you. And so it is really important to step into my voice and I do encourage others, which is why going public during these mm -hmm. last handful mm -hmm. months was such a powerful thing because I knew it was scary and I knew I had no plan other than to be my truth and talk about advocacy mm -hmm. and using myself as the example of the why. Um, and then, to keep consistently doing it in my own different way organically has just been very freeing and very, yeah, just um, just no, no different than what you said, flowing with it. And I've always been somebody who in nature, that really resonates with me because I've always loved being around water as much as I've loved being around trees. And I love being around nature in all ways, be it the animals, be it the sound, be it the everything. doesn't matter morning, noon, and night. And, um, you know, truthfully, I don't know why I didn't make, like, <laughs> more of that my integrative. I mean, I, I work on sorts of, all sorts of locations, of course, but I just feel like, wow, I, I, I don't know why I just didn't make summer camp, like, my whole thing 24-7. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> summer camp's and pretty cool, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, and a very good place to find your pure self. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I certainly know that I had that opportunity and those are gifts that I carry with me and I try to use as teachable moments or the whys. Those things are, you know, so valid. It has so much validity, but also in your time of being in the flow, I think it's um, and right now has been a perfect opportunity for that. Somebody like myself who's used to working up to 80 hours a week and being committed to everyone and every other thing, um, just being good yeah. with being quiet or just doing what feels right or or yeah. just being great with like the, 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 the calendar that I create that is my choice, not yes. somebody else's choice. And 
trusting however that's going to turn out is going to be divinely the the thing and the where and the path and it's going to it's going to reveal itself as what it's supposed to be i love that idea of not having a plan or even um like remember when you know we used to get lost like say you were at summer camp right i i'm just picturing this little summer camp in oregon out in the forest and like if you got lost you'd have to orient yourself by well there's where the river is there's where the mountain is here's the sky you'd you'd just figure it out and mostly you'd find you know you didn't you didn't have your gps like where am i oh i don't have coverage you just you just figured it you just allowed yourself to intuitively know and Mm-hmm. that's the same as life now like we can just kind of sit back and we don't have to push everything we don't have to force it um, we can just let it happen and kind of my practice is like mostly I don't I don't ever I mean I guess I used to but now I don't really reach out to anything I just let it it's like universe if you want me to do something you just let me know and I'll I'll say yes and that's just how it is versus I got to do this. I got to get these numbers or like that just that kind of like that will work, but it'll work taking you on the wrong taking. I think taking me on the wrong path. If I'm trying to force it, I'm going to force myself in the wrong direction. Maybe I have mm-hmm. success, but it's the wrong direction. So how does that help mm-hmm. versus if I just flow with what is showing up? So I, you know, I'll assess it. Is this good? Is this not great? But if it's good, I just it's just a yes. You know, it's just yeah. like a yes, and then we go to the next thing, and then that is that is how the path is navigated, not through some mind or ego like this is what I need to do. That's been really useful. Yeah, I think to your point, I was even sharing yesterday that I think it's almost like um, going back to your childhood where you didn't have the conscious responsibilities so you just got to show up being mm-hmm. the little mm-hmm. felicia and the little sarah who today you're wearing a tutu on your schwinn banana bike yeah and tomorrow you're taking jay jackson under the tree and kissing him for the first time mm-hmm. or what you know whatever so to speak, the, the experience is and the moment is, and I don't know why I randomly said those things, but the point is, is that there was no, like, you're going to be mm-hmm. all these things to all these people at all times. You just get to be. And yes, yeah. of course, a lot of stuff was going on around us or you and me, Um that we didn't have control over good, bad, or otherwise, whether it was the environment we lived in, who we were born to, the house we grew up in, the kind of education we got exposed to. But us as source, mm-hmm. us as energy, most likely we're in, a, you know, even if there was trauma around or had already marked us, there was still that purity, that bliss, that magic that got to happen. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about it, I was I was thinking about yesterday going, well, this is, that's who I choose to be. Mm-hmm, I choose to be yeah, that yeah. little girl that knows how to just do that. And one thing integrates into the next, very fluid, very seamlessly, very like a beautiful mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that just no like the transitions are so smooth you didn't even know the music changed oh that's nice yeah well we also as we change in our age you know we're little and then we have that innocence or that spaciousness in our we just have that spaciousness available to us and then we get into life that goes along but then as we get older and i would say this process begins around 40 like we're mm -hmm. we're struggling to learn everything until we're about 40 and then from about 40 on we're struggling to forget everything we were told and so it's this climbing up the mountain and then with our pails and then dropping the pails as we come back down and um this idea of getting more and more and more liberated from what people think from the stories we were taught just from our schedules um and i, I don't think it's even about like i think you can be a really busy person because some people are just really busy uh, they don't have the luxury of you know shifting their schedule but i think you can become free in your mind like like even if you can't change your outer 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 situation your mind be starts to become more and more free from that point of i think in the 40s just like why am i here what am i doing who am i what why am i telling myself that and and then you just start to like let pieces go let it go let it go let it go there you are to that state of liberation hopefully i think that that i i agree with you and i can you know it's like it's like hearing a bunch of other people's voices like you can hear a bunch of people whether they're in their 40s 50s 60s whatever who you know and including myself at the same time at different points just being like those questions are going off and don't know how to liberate themselves from those conversations in one's head and um you know how the you know does everybody get given the key to enter through that gate i mean not because it's selective you know mm -hmm. we select you today versus no you can't go past the gates right, right. <laughs> you know is that a choice do you feel is that a conscious choice do you feel that's a learned choice do you feel that's awareness do you feel like that's a moment in time like what would you say as a healer and a teacher to that well, I think there's, gosh, there's so many millions of paths, but I, I do think it's that idea of infinite. I don't think you have to have a dog, a dogma or a series of rules or a, a moral code or any of that. I don't think, I don't think you have to have a certain diet or certain practices. It's really just understanding the oneness and mm -hmm. from that very simple idea you base every decision off of that and you let go of all the ideas that don't correspond to that so oneness would be infinite like oneness it's not just you know people it's all species but it's also time and space so you're you get this infinite sense of infinite and then you know that you're part of that so all the decisions that don't relate to that, you just start dropping those. Like, you know, what does it matter if, if I don't know, I'm trying to like, you know, I had a, this isn't real. I'm just 
giving an idea, but like, if you have a fight with your neighbor, okay, but we're in oneness. So, and I did that in this lifetime. Will I care next lifetime? Maybe I can just let that one go. Maybe you have a big fight with your ex. Maybe that one's more important because it's a closer relationship, but maybe it's not. Um, maybe you have some pretty big political beliefs around sexism or racism or genderism. And maybe those are really important because those are moving us closer towards oneness as a society. So you kind of just look at it from like, how does it relate to this bigger idea? It's really interesting. Itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so, interesting because, go ahead, so, I'm sorry, so go much, ahead. So much, is, so much of life is just distraction, detail and drama. It's like, come on, who cares? Like. I know people have, especially if you're dealing with people, um, you know, that are more well-known or, or that have a lot of achievement or um, there might be a lot of um, pride or, or joy in having reached a certain level and not necessarily celebrity, but like all levels of business or mm -hmm. like anybody who's had, they've, they've worked, like they've worked hard, they've accomplished this and that. But then, like, I don't know, it just, is that really the biggest part of your life? Like this idea of what do people on their, in their last moments, what do they appreciate the most? And I know in my own version of the near-death experience, I just, I just was in awe of the experience as a totality. I couldn't pick any one thing. It was just like, oh my gosh, I got to live. That was that was really something, you know, and, but I never thought, oh, I had this job or, oh, I had it just, none of it made any difference. It wasn't even in the equation really. Thank you so much for joining us this week and come back next week to hear part two of my conversation with Sarah, as we discuss not making a plan and how we have the opportunity to create awareness, respect, and as I said before, oneness. It's something that we hope with what all is going on in the world today, what we've come from, where we're going, our alignment with one another, one-on-one -on -one and in the big picture, is all about consciousness and we have the power to shift. So where the spirit is young, the soul is wise and the life experiences are vast. It's where we talk about everything here from soup to nut to what I like to say from cannolis, egg and holes and don't forget the s'mores. Join us next week, have a great week, much love, bye for now. <laughs>